This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are so glad you've tuned in to Morning Breath. Maybe you're listening in the afternoon or evening. In that case, good day, good evening, and whatever time of day it is, we're glad you're part of the program. This is Chris Johnson. I'm filling in this morning for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum, and I'm joined with my friend, Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. And if you guys didn't get to see it, but we were doing like a little night, the Roxbury head shake to that little intro music. It was yeah, fun. Absolutely. Having a good time. You know, it's fun to get into the word of God and to be able to do life yeah, together. It really is. And there's so much life here. Uh, that's part of the program's kind of premise. Uh, we were sh- we were sharing this earlier, but Pastor Dan basically was looking for a way to have a, a disciplined Bible study yeah. for our church. And he went to take a nap, a little power nap. All the great geniuses take yes. power naps. Oh, yeah, Highly on. recommend it. Yeah. Um, and he is one of those. And so in between him sitting up and laying down, he got an idea called Morning Breath where you would read one chapter at night, read it in the morning, and yeah. go on the radio live and just have a commentary about yeah. it. And here we are, I don't know, 16, 17 years later. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. And um, God's blessed it. And we're really grateful because— his word is so living and active and yep. sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between the thoughts and intents of the heart. And um, it really is a life-giving thing. So we're grateful you tuned in. Uh, Pastor Christian, we got some events happening at the church, and then we probably need to let people know, maybe they're new to the program, how to do this. But yeah, what, what are some of the things happening this week? Yeah, well, the easiest way to get involved is through our East Coast app or our website. You can just search on the Apple or Google Play Store, the words East Coast app, and you'll find it. It's got a blue background with a little East Coast logo in the middle. And on there, you can get any of the info for the church, events, past sermons, and all of the Morning Breath episodes and devotion guide to be able to stay involved. You can also follow us on social, so Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have content that's going out every day. And I love that in this crazy world we live in, you can find hope, you can find encouragement. There's a way to point people towards something that's going to be able to help them out. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 452-1060. And we would love and be honored to either email or mail out a devotion guide for Morning Breath or any information you ever have about East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned content. One of the things we love to do is at midday, at noon, we have a, Pastor Christian mentioned, our Facebook and Instagram pages. There's also a a short encouragement or worship moment in the middle of the day through that. And so, man, how cool, you know, despite all of the challenges that COVID-19 has brought to us in 2020, um, there's been some great innovation by a lot of the people here that have just yeah. said, how can we continue yep. to, to share the good news? And so there we go, man. Check out some of that content. We have some events happening. East yeah. Coast Christian Center, a life-giving church at last that we're called to build. We do a lot more than just a radio program, but we have a family fun day, drive-through edition, October 31st at Vieira High School from 11 to 2. Come on out, drive-through, get some candy, see a little bit about what the church is about. It's going to be cool. Yeah. It's really awesome. So this is a touchless candy delivery system yep. for you where you could pull up and be able to get your candy for your kids. And what's neat is we're actually competing amongst our church staff in different departments. So the the Parkway location will have a little competition against Vieira and Avenue and Coco. And the young adult mezzanines will compete against TNT and against maybe worship department or kids ministry. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We encourage you to come out and it's clean safe and fun, just like everything we do with our kids' ministry. Yeah, and then later that night at 5.30 here on Merritt Island at our Parkway location of the church, we're going to do a concert in your cars. It's a church service. It's a fall edition. We'll do some some stuff out in the uh, porch of yep. the church, and then we're going to have a little bit of a praise and worship time, yeah. some music playing. Again, more candy. Yep. We're going to hook you up. at the end. It's going right. to be great, yeah. Yep. 
So please tell some people about it and come on out. Yeah. Uh, what else about Monday Morning Breath video podcast? Talk yeah, to us so about just that. an encouragement for you is every Monday, Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica do a video podcast. So it's just another way to be able to stay connected. And sometimes it's fun to see people like Pastor Chris and I, we have a face made for radio. So we're we're behind the mics. But, true. But on the other <laughs> ones, they, they, they get the video. And so it's fun to see them. And it's just a cool way to be engaged. Especially my morning face. Yeah, it's bro. definitely made for radio. Yeah, come on, man. But my morning voice is a little extra deep. I like deep, it a little so deep. It's it like works. the NPR. Yeah, right? we're going to talk about Boaz today. We're going to talk about Boaz. Yes. One man stands alone. Yeah. Boaz. All right, so it. we're jumping into the chapter. Um, praise Ruth, God. Ruth 2. This Ruth is 2. great chapter. There's going to be 23 verses. And man, the story moves fast here. Only four chapters of this book. So it's like you blink. Yeah. And it's it's over, but we're going to enjoy it while it's here. What's neat about that is, you know, we really can pray for some insight in between the lines since it does move fast. Yeah. Lord, help us to slow down and think about, you know, wow. the characters and how they're relating to each other and what you're doing here. And so it's kind of fun. That um, is good. Yeah, let's break it up. You're going to read first, I'm assuming. Yep. New Living Translation. New Living. All right. I'm going to read last. I'll go in the New King James. I'll get you started as you read through verse 12. And I say unto you, PC, read, sir. Verse 1, now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. One day Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest fields to pick up stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. Then Boaz asked his foreman, who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, she is a young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She had been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes, resting in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter. Stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my fields. See which part of the field they're harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you're thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of her husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live here among complete strangers. Awesome. Verse 13, then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your maidservants. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, come here and eat of the bread. And dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. And so she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her. And she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also, let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up, went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And so she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today, and where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. 
And so she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Ruth the Moabitess said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all of my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. And so she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. Amen. Man, that is so good. It's packed in there. It really is. Brother, well, just jump out there, man. I'd like to hear what stuck out to you. It's funny just to get hung up on this is reading through this chapter and through this whole story, there's a lot of great content, but I think words matter so much. And here looking at the New King James to the New Living Translation, hearing you say it, it talks about the word glean a Mm -hmm. lot. And it's like, what does that really mean? And the mind is talking about gathering. But when I hear the word glean, I think about the incredible leaders in my life and people that I can glean wisdom. I can pull things off of. Good. And I heard this, it's, it's actually in a different part of the Bible. But when you hear about Paul and how he was raised is he was really from, you know, this certain school that he was raised under you know, a certain leader, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who his name was, I'll think of it in one second, is that he was from that school and he learned that way. And I think about how I am able to be from kind of the school of Pastor Dan and these leaders that have poured into yeah. me and gleaning and pulling these things. But Ruth has a chance to be able to be under a covering. Yes. She gets to be there and Boaz is like, this is good. Let's protect her. And there's there's peace in the covering. There's protection in the covering. He's saying, don't go anywhere else. There may be aggressive young men who are going to try to take advantage of you. That's right. There's going to be, you know, you're not going to be under this protection in this area. But if you stay here, I'm going to watch over you and care for you mm. and honor you. And as she gleaned and as she pulled these things, that covering was there. And I just, that's fun to kind of just look at those words and see how it applies to our life today. Yeah, I love what you talked about there. Um you know, with, with this situation, I mean, so much tragedy in, in chapter one, Yeah. right? I mean, it, it just goes bad. And then chapter two comes in and you see a turning point in the yep. story and a massive one. You know, she comes back, she's rewarded for her. I mean, she makes an oath, a yeah. covenant, like where you go, I will go. I'm here. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Like she's forsaking the polytheistic evil gods of yeah. Moab, which is including Molech, who yeah. they sacrificed their babies to. Yeah. And she says, I'm full in. I'm sold out to you. And I, I'm just, I'm staking my claim. I'm not going to leave your side. And here in this moment, you sometimes we, we make good decisions and we, we do the right thing and we feel like, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. We feel like it doesn't work out any, anyway. We've, we've had moments where we felt sorry for ourselves because we did the right thing and we felt like justice wasn't served and we didn't get. But you know what? Whether it's quickly or whether it takes a long time, God is faithful. Be not, he is not mocked. What, who, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Yep. And she sowed. Uh, love on another level. She was not yeah. legally bound to do this, no. but she said, I'm not going to do what's legal. She's going to, I'm going to do what's regal and I'm going to love like God mm-hmm. loves. And I'm going to cling yeah. to my mother-in-law who has had a very unfortunate oh, lot. Yeah. And here we see the story shift and we see God and his, and his word being faithful to her. And so here she comes in and I love what happens when she meets Boaz. And I, I, I you said this, you said words are important. 
that stuck out to me because as we read, something that stuck out to me in the chapter was the words spoken in verse 4. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to his reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Here are, that's a great, I mean, Boaz is an amazing leader. I look at him and I go, I want to lead better. I want to glean from Boaz. I'm going to get in his field and like Ruth, I'm going to glean. I'm going to gather some. Grab some stuff off of that. What a boss. He comes over and the first thing he does is he blesses his workers. He blesses his reapers and he says, the Lord bless you. And here is a guy to me who I think of the word steward. And a steward is somebody who manages and utilizes all the resources God's, God has given for the glory of God and for the good of others. Yeah. He has a field. He has a business. He has leadership. He has property. He has influence. And what does he do? He takes all of those resources God has given, and he brings God glory by saying, the Lord be with you. And he brings men blessing by saying that. And then he finds a way to even bless Ruth in yeah. a situation. And every one of us, we have authority. We have leadership. Yeah, somewhere. You, you have a sphere. You have a field. You have resources. Yeah. How can you use that for the glory of God and for the good of others? And Boaz is doing just that. And yeah. I love what happens in verse 4. And it makes me think, too, like if you're a boss out there or a supervisor yeah. and you walk in on your reapers, do they walk in and do, do they see you and go, man, this is a guy that says the Lord bless He's gonna you. He's going to bless me. And I, I, I want to say it back to him. Right. Because a lot of people are going to be like, I it got different words from my manager. <laughs> than, and the Lord bless you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bless know? you. Bless yeah. you real good. Yeah. It feels a little different. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Is that picture of him being the Kingsman's Redeemer, is like, or Kinsman Redeemer. Yes. Is that he is a great picture of Jesus being able to take, you know, Ruth is the only non-Jewish, you know, book written after. I'll say that again, is that the book of Ruth is the only book written after a non-Jewish person in the Old Testament. Yeah. In the New Testament, you see some, but she's significant. She's a Moabite. Only one of two books written about a woman, Esther and Ruth, is this is a really big deal. And Naomi being a widow and Ruth dealing with that, this is the lowest of low, is they have no hope really. Yeah. Is there's not a, a brother to take care of. The the sons are gone. Like this situation is dismal. Yeah. And so for Boaz to come in really saying she didn't deserve Deserve it, but she received the help and grace. Is that she was faithful and God was there. And we'll see it more. We can't get ahead. But man, chapter three, chapter four gets fun. Is, you know, if you want some excitement, in the Bible, this is one of those stories that it's almost like you look at the movie, The Notebook, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. As you're like, man, this is a great love story. And looking what God was able to do out of tragedy and them coming out of a terrible place and where they were at to say, no, I'm going to go back to where it seems to be hard is they could have maybe stayed you know, in the area and made a way is they're like, no, I'm going to do what I know is right. And God is going to provide and care for us. That's so good. And provide and care and generosity because she sat down and ate the the, the parched grain or the cooked bread until she was full and brought leftovers to her mother-in-law. I love that picture of what Boaz did. I mean, he drew her in. He didn't just do minimums. And again, remember, the Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Okay, so Ruth could have done minimums. She didn't. She did over and above. She worked hard. Clung to her mother-in-law, went into the field, worked hard, and here Boaz does over and above. He blesses her. He says, I want you to even drop more than you should while you're gathering because basically what what would happen is these reapers would work in the field and they would collect the the wheat and the barley and just as a – it's just part of it. Some would drop. Well, he's like, I want you to drop more than you're supposed to drop just so that she gets hooked up like – Bless her Let's real bless good. Her right. And so much so that she is overflowing and she gets to take some back to Naomi, which yeah. is amazing because Naomi is bitter. 
She won't even call herself by the name God gave her. her. She changed her name. She actually has created a new identity for herself based on her pain. Which we've done that, yeah. you know. We can we can literally say, well, then my my pain is going to define me yeah. rather than refine me. Because yeah. if you if you keep your eyes on Jesus, your pain and your tragedy can refine you. But if you if you take your eyes off of Him, it will define you. And she defined herself as Mara, bitter. But here, God's showing the goodness that He has. Yep. Even though she said the Lord has dealt bitter with me, that's not the truth. The enemy came to kill, steal, and yeah. destroy her husband. But she blamed God. That's what the devil does. Yeah. It's the oldest trick in the book. But God says, I'm going to show you I'm good anyway, and I'm going to, you're going to watch your daughter-in-law come home and, and reveal my goodness to you that I have not forgotten you and yeah. I have not dealt bitterly that with incredible you. incredible plan still. Yeah, and I just love that picture. And the other thing that stuck out to me reading today is, so she calls herself Mara, but the Bible keeps calling her Naomi. Oh, that's good. She calls herself Mara, but the Word of God, God's Word, keeps calling her Naomi. Yep. And I am grateful Aren't you grateful, Christian, yeah. that God calls you something way more true, way more life-giving, yeah. way more accurate than what you've called yourself? Yeah. I mean, we've called ourselves failures. Oh, yeah. We've called ourselves a wretch. We've called ourselves, you know, all sorts of names in the book, you know? And and here God, God says, I, you know, you have every right to have your own opinion, uh, but let me tell you the truth. This is who you really this are. This is who you really are. Yeah. And there's even lots of songs. There's a song by Hillsong that says, I am who he says I am. Yeah. And I want to encourage you today— you might have called yourself a failure. You might have called yourself something less than what God calls you. But yeah. the Bible and God's word calls you above only and not beneath, more yeah. than a conqueror through Christ who loves you, the head and not the tail, a beloved son or daughter in whom he's well pleased. And so if you are walking around defining yourself according to your failure, your pain, your tragedy, maybe join Naomi today. Maybe sacrifice um, your opinion on the altar of his truth and, and take back the name he's given you. That's good. What has he called you? And Naomi means pleasant, pleasantly. Yeah. And so Mara means bitter. And she she had a wrong perspective, and we all get there. Sometimes if you process your pain outside the presence of God, you're, you're subject to distortion Absolutely. and lies about who you are and about who he is. But come back into the presence of God. Get his truth and get his voice for you and redefine who you are based on what he says, not what you think and what others have said about your situation. I think that's a that's great so encouragement good. for I this chapter. It. There's a quote out there that I really have latched onto. It says, we cannot afford to believe anything about ourselves that God doesn't say about us. That's right. And that's just a reminder for you out there is don't believe whether the, the world has said it or someone in your childhood or, you know, we, we really encourage everyone to go through a series called Living in Freedom here. It's a 12-week Bible course. And there's a lot of that reprogramming, that old stinking thinking. And yeah. maybe there was something spoken over you as a kid. And I know you've shared that, Pastor Chris, yeah. in your testimony about yep. harsh things that happen. And you people will minimize it. Like, I was just an elementary school kid, but those things carry with you. <clears throat> there was words spoken over me by older siblings and yeah. by things that they have stuck with me. You know, yeah. I'm still trying to unprogram some of that. And that's the filter that we went through. But it's like, nope, that's not who I am. I am who yeah. God says I am. That's right. And I'm going to walk in that. I want to look at this verse too in the beginning is just where it talks about how Naomi worked or Ruth worked so hard. And that's something that's missing a little bit. And she I'm didn't picking, rest much, did she? She didn't. She just <laughs> took a little break in the shade, but he's like, she's been out there the whole time Come on. working. And I don't want to, I'm not picking on any groups because I'm just going to say it. I know millennials, they can work harder than anybody. And I know Gen Z's that are hustling harder than any. Like my son Looking likes to one be, right here in this room. Like my son is 16. He's like, dad, don't be a boomer. I'm like, I appreciate that, but I'm not even a boomer anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm in this weird little space where some people call me like, you're 
zennial, right? Yeah, I'm a zennial. Yeah, that's where I'm in that group. And so I'm there, but we're not picking on any age. We're just putting an emphasis on, hey, it's okay to work hard. When you work hard, she showed up and put in the time, and and he saw that, Boaz did, and God honored that. So don't be afraid, especially in the early stages. Like That's what I would encourage for a lot of young people that I get to pour into through, through youth ministry and people in their 20s is put in the time, put in the work, and see God's faithfulness, and then she reaps that harvest on the other side. It's a blessing. I love that you shared that. In fact, in verse uh, 11 and 12, Boaz answered and said to Ruth, because she can't understand, why are you being so kind to me? Why are you blessing me? Like you're overpaying me, right? Through wheat, through companionship, through kindness, through... And he says to her, it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Verse 12, the Lord repay your work. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. This is powerful. See, Ruth had an undercover boss. She wasn't working for Boaz. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even working for Naomi. She was working for God. Come on. She said, your God will be my God. She literally turned her work into worship. That's why she worked hard. That's why she went above and beyond. Because whether you're running a morning breath podcast like Nick is right now, or whether you're sweeping the street with with your machine, or whether you're preaching a sermon on, or whether you're raising children because that's your full-time job and you're not getting a paycheck for for that. You're just hopefully getting enough hugs and kisses and obedience to make it worth your while. But what you do, everything you can do as an act of adoration and trust in the Lord becomes worship. Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it heartily as unto the Lord, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the word if you faint not. Galatians 6.9, and let us not grow weary in doing well, knowing that in due season we will reap a harvest if we faint not. And here is Ruth deciding, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to put my eyes on God, even though even my own mother-in-law says God has forsaken us. I know he's not. I believe it, that what I do unto him will be seen by him because he is the God who sees, and rewarded by him. And here is verse 12, the culmination of that. The Lord, repay your work. Here's a person, Boaz, being used of God to show her that God is faithful. And what I actually love here too is Boaz didn't take the credit. He said, the Lord, repay your work. He was like, she was like, why are you, Boaz, being kind? He goes, yeah. because the Lord is repaying you. The Lord is rewarding wow. you. You came under his wings More for refuge. More gleaning from Boaz, man. He's pointing back to Jesus. He's so humble. He yeah. was like, I'm not taking God's credit. He yeah. understands that every good thing that happens in our life is God's fault. Yeah. And he understands that the even the ability to be generous to Ruth like this yeah. is because of God. And I just, Boaz is a great leader and he demonstrates that right there again for us. I love it. Some good wisdom that we can get from him. And that's where the Bible can be so applicable is you could read a book like this. I was talking to the students for TNT last Sunday and going through it is, is it going to be easy to open the Bible and just be like, what am I going to get out of this? But really praying for a rhema word. And that's what we believe for you for morning breath. That's the living and alive word of God to where you can read it and it jumps off the pages. And I'm getting it right now. You know, it's as you and I go through it is it's cool where God can reveal things to you even in the space between. And that's the beauty of music as we know that is it's not just what's being said. And I've tried to learn that I'm I'm 38. I'm still got a long way to go, but it's not what's being said. It's kind of like what's not being said that you can perceive. And in the story, there's a lot of that is gleaning those things from Boaz, picking up on the subtleties of what's really being done and, and knowing God's character in his heart is that if it's not good yet, 
God's not done yet. And you can trust that God's going to work all things together for the good. And he's moving on our behalf. So don't, don't give up. You know, we're in chapter two. There's still two more chapters to go. So just keep pressing on. That's a good word. And, you know, as you look here at verse 20, something happens because God is faithful to kind of fight against our wrong perceptions of him. Again, Naomi had really felt like the Lord was uncaring and forgotten her. But she said, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. He will not forsake you. He is kind and he has good intentions. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the conclusion of Morning Breath. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, Christian and I have just had a great time today studying Ruth 2 with you, and there's more to come, so definitely tune in tomorrow. Read Ruth 3 tonight. But as we kind of close out this chapter today, we've just learned so much uh, about how to lead, how to steward the blessings that you have through Boaz's leadership. Uh, We've learned that sometimes when we go through pain, just like Naomi did, that we get a wrong perspective of God, but yet he proves to be good despite our um, our lack of ability to see things clearly. And then we see Ruth and and her tenacity to trust God and cling to God and and to go above and beyond through love and see God reward her. But I love this last uh, verse in the 
chapter. It said, after Naomi was telling Ruth, this is a good thing. And Ruth said in verse 23, so she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of the barley harvest and wheat harvest. And she dwelt with her mother-in-law. And I like that word stayed close. Mm-hmm. Listen, 2020 has not been easy. Yeah. It is really important that we stay close. We stay close to the community God has called us to, to the field God has called us to, to the church. You know, this is a real easy time for us to, through pain, through panic, through the fear of the unknown, through all of the stuff that we're going through. Bitterness. I mean, Naomi wanted to be alone. Remember chapter one? She actually said, don't come with me. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, and in our pain. gone and died. (laughs) Correct. But we're not called to isolate. Proverbs 19 says, a man who isolates himself rages against all sound judgment. Don't isolate. Stay close to your community. Stay close to Jesus. And don't forsake the assembling. Come to church. If you haven't been at church, come to church, even at least tuning in online. And stay close to your community. And we're so grateful for those of you who tuned in today. Christian, thanks for all your help today, too. Glad to be here. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.